0: Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offer to everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real-life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well, Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetha Lajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Today I have the pleasure and honor of welcoming Tanya MFK. Tanya and I go way back to 2015 when we met through a yoga teacher training program in Costa Rica. We kept in touch and years later when I was looking to start working with a business coach, Tanya was the first person I reached out to. So this lovely lady here today is a dear friend, mentor, colleague, and my personal business coach. She is the founder of Success by Design, a coaching program where she brings over 20 years of global business development and marketing experience to help clients ditch the hustle and one-size-fits-all strategies to instead create a vision, plan, and systems that work for you to design success on your terms and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you here, Tanya. Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. Super excited. Yeah, so let's dive right in,
0: Tanya. I would love for you to share a little bit about an instance in your life where self-care became no longer an option, but an absolute priority. And
1: with that, what tools or modalities did you turn to at that time? Yeah, well, I think probably the first place where it came in to really taking care of myself was after my first husband passed away from cancer. And that was a huge wake-up call in general to paying attention to my health, to my mindset, to where I was, because there were so many emotions and so many things going on in my life that I was literally forced to have to find ways to work through this new place in my life, this grief and this process. But the other part of that was when it started to intersect with, trying to do all the right things. And for those who, you you can't see me right now, but I'm going to quote air quotes, like the right things. I started to recognize that I had this understanding and idea that there was some right way. And I think for those of us who are perfectionists and overachievers, we're trying to make sure that we're doing all the right things. And I remember as a kid, even asking my mom, I was so frustrated with the commercials on TV that they would say, well, this is the best shampoo. Oh no, ours is the best shampoo. And I remember as a Kid telling my mom, why can't they just tell us which one is the right one? So then we can use the right one. And it was so hard for me to understand that there actually isn't such a thing. So in my pursuit of that, I found lots of great tools to answer your question. There were lots of amazing things. I was doing Ujjayi breaths. I was waking up early. I was, you know, meditating. I looked into yoga, all of the different modalities and things that you could do. There were incredible processes, visualization, all of those that I loved, but for myself, I actually came to the other side of that, which was that they almost became a burden and a stress and an overwhelm because my morning routine was turning into like a two hour stress session to make sure I did all the right things.
0: There's so much that you shared in there. I want to just kind of touch on a few key points. First of all, it really stuck out to me one of the words that you said when your first husband passed away and you said that you were really forced to find these ways to practice self-care. And one thing I always say, and, and, you know, one of my earlier episodes was actually titled Crisis as a Catalyst. Like mm. these moments, those moments where these really big events and challenges happen in your life, that that is really what it does. It really does force you to look within and, and seek and search and search different tools. And so it really is that catalyst for exploring different parts of yourself for understanding yourself better and for expanding as well into ways that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise
1: and yeah. i feel like there's almost this alarm that goes off that like it's like it's like the fire alarm you could see smoke you could see smoke but eventually the fire alarm goes off and it's like you don't get to ignore this anymore yeah. you have to do something or else right like it's, because- it's really the alarm goes off
0: yeah and like it's like you know I know this is something that you talk about quite often about how about the busyness in our lives, how we tend to stay so busy, right? And through that, in many ways, distracted, distracted from really looking at our lives, really looking at what's going on and what we need in all parts of our lives, including self-care. And, you know, one of the things I I, I mentioned this in that episode that I shared earlier about crisis as a catalyst. I actually read this in one of Glennon Doyle's books, Love Warrior, where she said that crisis, the word crisis means to sift. So in those moments of crisis, those are moments where you literally let everything else go, everything else that is no longer serving you. And, you know, my interpretation of that and through my own experiences as well of of different challenges and crises in my life, it really is those moments where you are just so raw. You honestly Mm -hmm, don't even mm -hmm. have the energy or the attention span to focus on anything quote unquote extra, anything that maybe is no longer serving you. And those things may have not felt quote unquote extra before that situation, but now all of a sudden you are faced
1: with what is real, what is important, what really matters right now. What really matters. That is the key. In fact, I just gave a talk this weekend talking about time design. And one of the things that we talk about in there is that the first, well, it's the second step. First, we have to figure out what time time we're really dealing with. But the second is to actually look at what matters. Because before we start to put in all this stuff, it's really there's there's a never ending list of stuff to fill up what we need to do. But if we don't really look at what matters, then then we're going to fill it up with stuff that literally doesn't matter. And so when we are pushed into these situations, all of a sudden we. Find time, all of a sudden we have room for the thing that matters. Right. And that's, and what I, I always caution people though is that it's great that something wakes you up, but let's not wait for trauma and tragedy to be the thing that wakes us up to go, I should be taking care of myself. I should be tending to myself. I'm waiting for this perfect time in the future where I will finally go, okay, now it's calm. I can pay attention to me. There's not going to be a me left. There's not going to be anyone with the where for all, the motivation, the heart, the understanding to to take care of if you don't do it now. It is a now thing. You are a now thing. (laughs) You exist right now. And to find those tools and those processes that are going to support you, if you can figure them out in the midst of tragedy and, and like... Like horrible things happening, imagine what you can create in times of peace and joy, right? right? Imagine what you can find out before it's too late kind of idea, right? Like it's never truly too late, but before, you know, what we can create when it's not in that chaos, you have even right. much more power to right. choose. Before that goals. situation that, yeah
0: forces you
1: into yeah. it, you and know, The resilience you'll have in those, in those times because of the tools you've brought now, because of making moments for quiet time, for setting the tone for your day, for meditation or visualization. You know, one of the things I love about visualization is it's not just a, a nice idea or any of that. There's a lot of neuroscience behind it, that the brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. Mm-hmm. This is why we can cry at movies, even though we go, well, those people are real, but the, our body responds to this sad situation. Even though we know there's a guy behind a camera filming it, it responds to it with a true emotional response because our brain doesn't know the difference. So when we can walk through the visualization of accomplishing something, when you can walk through the visualization of your next day going tomorrow is going to be maybe a tough day. Maybe I have a big test or I'm dealing with somebody who's difficult, a difficult manager or, or leader. And you can walk through and process in your mind how you're going to handle it, how you're going to show up, how you're going to show up in joy or resilience. Your brain takes that as a real event that's happened. So when the time comes that it happens in reality, your brain goes, oh, we've done this before. This is like the second or third time we've done it. We know what to do. Let's handle it. So like visualization, I know as we're coming back to kind of the self-care tools is one of my favorite because of that. It's so simple and so powerful to walk through the way you want to see your day or the way you want to handle an experience I'll give one more example of that. It's like, I grew up in California, so traffic is our life, right? Like traffic is what you do. And most of us have this idea that we don't want to be jerks in traffic. We don't want to let it get on our nerves. We don't want to let it turn us into this like grumpy person in the morning. But if you don't identify how you want to act instead, instead of yelling at the person who just cut you off or the other person who's driving like a jerk, if that's not how you want to react, you have to rehearse how you're going to act instead. And the simple act of visualization and walking through that process can help you literally rehearse who you want to be and how you want to show up. So moms, great thing dealing with the kids, people in relationships, work, anything, anyone, any human listening who experiences life. Visualization is a really, really incredible tool. I love that. And I love
0: what I'm looking at this what you just shared in kind of two different aspects and two different ways. One of those is what you said about how our brain processes what we see, whether that's in real life or on TV, what we mm-hmm. see, honestly, whatever we take in through our five senses. So what we see, what we yes. hear process, our brain processes that as real, as happening in real time in our yeah. lives. And so that being said, one practice of self-care that, that we can offer to our listeners today is is also. So being really mindful about what you are allowing your five senses to take in. Oh, yeah. So being very mindful about what you are watching and what you are listening to, and when you're watching and listening to those as well, right? Um, yeah. You know, again, avoiding disturbing or upsetting news late at night or while you're eating, and and there's a lot that we can talk about about there. But I just wanted to mention that that that's also oh, one yeah. way to kind of
1: look at that point that you made with regards to self care and what we are I taking in and how our brain processes. a a really easy to remember tool that they can use for that. We have a thing that we do with our clients called None for 90. So the first 90 minutes of your day, no external input, right? So you can, you can output, you could work on a project, you can do something like that, but opening social media, opening your email, turning on the news, it is Russian roulette for your emotions. You do not have control over what that input's going to be. It could be amazing. It could be the funniest cat video you've ever seen or it could be the most disturbing news that you've seen. And going in and playing that game of roulette to say, how will I set the tone for my day? I don't know. Let's Instagram decide. Let's let the news decide. Like, no, thank you. So that none for 90, protecting the first 90 minutes of your day to be able to, for you to choose to set the tone, you set the input, you set what's going to happen is an incredibly simple and yet powerful. Once that 90 minutes is over, you know, if scrolling Instagram is all you've been wanting to do, by all means, do it. But the first 90 minutes, protect that input. Like you were saying, protect that tone because it real set the, the, the process and that emotional contagion, which is a very real thing. Emotions are contagious and what's around us and how people are feeling. We can catch just like a virus. And so what you want to do is have that same protection from the virus, at least for the first 90 minutes of your day. Absolutely. So, yeah. And this concept of emotional contagion,
0: actually, a guest recently came on and spoke with that. Um, She's a marriage and family therapist, Angel Myers. So our listeners haven't tuned into that episode, definitely tune in. She talked a little bit more about this idea of emotional contagion with regards to our relationships. And then, yeah. you know, I'm a big fan of, we both are big fans of these morning routines and there's so many yeah. reasons for that, but it is also very empowering. Like you said, of, of you being in control of what you are going to expose yourself to during yeah. that initial yeah. part of your morning and your day uh, is a very empowering way to get your day started as well as an intentional way to get your day started started as well as perhaps another opportunity to practice what you described of that visualization if you know something for your day that is coming up. I want to backtrack here a little bit um, because when we started out one another thing that you had mentioned was you were certain you started trying a lot of different self-care tools and modalities Really searching yeah. for the quote unquote right way, and I think this is a common experience. I think this is an experience that a lot of us face, where we hear so much about different modalities and different tools that would be, you know, I'm using a lot of quote unquotes here, <laughs> but, but you know, quote unquote good or quote unquote the right way we should be handling something or handling yeah. grief yeah. or or handling a tough situation or practicing self care. So, how did you? And I know you mentioned, you know, that you had explored a lot of different tools. So, if you could just share a little bit. About through your exploration of those tools of searching for the you know quote unquote right way, where
1: did that journey then then lead you? Yeah, no. So this is great. So what's interesting is that I think as the listeners and anyone here who's on this journey will start to explore all these different things. The the wonderful and frustrating part they'll learn. Is that they're all great, like like breathing in the morning is amazing. Like cold water immersion. Yes. Do you want to go for a walk? Get get light at a certain time of your morning. Um, make sure that you have this amount of protein by this amount of day. Drink water, have some lemon water. I mean, we can go on and on, right? Are you stretching? I mean, we can we can go on with so many things. Say your affirmations in the mirror. Like literally, if you are anything like me, and then you go and you make a schedule and you go, okay, for five minutes, I'll do affirmations and I'm going to do visualization that I'm going to do my breathing, that I'm going to do my yoga, that I'm going to do this. Like next thing I knew I had like a two hour morning routine that was almost stressful because it was like, I got to do this. I got to do it because it's all so good for me. And yes, there were great uh, results in some ways for that. But then all of a sudden I start kind of almost dreading my morning. Like I got to get this stuff done if I don't get this done. Oh my gosh, I missed one meditation or out of my 80 things I'm doing in the morning, I missed one. So now I'm not going to be that person who gets to write the blog that says what I learned from meditating 300 days in a row, right? Like this this crazy idea that things aren't as good if they're not every single day. And it's really tough. I think for us, those who have the ambition, who want to achieve, who, who even understand the true benefits of it to also give ourselves space, grace, and mercy for the ebb and flow of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
0: yeah. A couple of things I say, you know, one thing is that I share with all my clients is that, you know, we explore these self care self care tools and modalities, and they aren't, you know, these self care tools are meant to help us. So if it becomes yeah. another to do on your to do list, or another mm-hmm. should, or you know, if it starts to feel like a chore that you're, as you said, dreading to do, yeah, <laughs> well, then it's kind of defeating the purpose, right? Like the purpose is for it to help you feel good. So if that means instead of the two hours doing all of these different modalities within that two hours. If that means actually, you know, cutting it down and just picking one of those tools. You know, another thing I always say is that small changes make a large impact. So oh, yeah. picking maybe yeah. just a small, you know, one thing that you do for like five minutes, at least just to get started and to try it out. That's a great place to start. You know, that's, that's yeah. okay. But if you find that you self-care is starting to feel like a chore or another to do on your to-do list, I think that's, that's a moment to step back just take another yeah. look look at that and and pick something that you're going to enjoy that's going to feel fun yeah. that's going cool to feel right? right. <laughs> That's the fire alarm again,
1: right? Right. Exactly. Going, there's attention, there's smoke somewhere. And I think the things that are supposed to help create freedom for you, mental freedom, physical freedom, when the freedom things that create freedom literally become burdens, that's our sign that something's off, right? When it becomes too heavy to carry, it's like wait a minute, what was the purpose of this? Was it to check, do all the check marks on my to-do list? Was it to say, look how good I am. And I'm talking to you perfectionists and overachievers. Was it to say, look how good I am, or was it to help how you feel? Was it to help how you function? When we remember the purpose, then all of a sudden we can start letting go of what's right. And, and the huge, and I know like for myself, this felt so silly and yet so powerful at the same time was to go, oh, I don't have to do what's right. I have to do what's right for me. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes, point? That is huge, right? It's not just oh, what's gosh. Right. Oh. So what's God. right for you? And the only way God. to actually figure that out is to just explore. Try yeah. different modalities. Well, explore and, 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 check check and check in. Check in. Check in. Like yeah. you said, if you start noticing kind of those alarm signals going off in your body, mind, and emotions, check in, check in with that, notice that, and then, and then redirect, you know, and the other wonderful thing is, is that none of that is lost. You're constantly just filling up your toolbox. Like you said earlier, towards the start of this episode is that you may need different self-care tools during different times. It yeah. may not be you know that in this time Every of your life day. you need to do two, you know, yeah. the full two-hour routine. But there may be a time where okay, I've tried out some of these
1: practices. This is in my toolbox. I know I can come back to it when yeah. I need. It's a to. season. It's a season and each each morning may be a different season. Every couple of months may be a season. Some mornings waking up and meditating may be the most nourishing thing for you. And other days it might be reading a book. Other days it might be staring out the window with your cup of coffee. And so the most important thing is, is yes, be aware of these tools. Try them out. See what lands for you in general. Understanding that your core job is to actually check in with you and to say, hey, Tanya, what do you need right now? And the more self-awareness is the way way that we're going to find out the right self-care, right? Because if self-care, if we go, well, okay, here's the Band-Aid and we don't ask what's wrong. We just go, well, Band-Aids are the thing. And we just stick Band-Aids all over well, one day it might be a cut, but another day it might be a broken arm and it's not going to require the same care. And so if you don't sit there and if a doctor doesn't ask, Hey, what's wrong? And they just go, here's the band-aid, Then we're obviously not getting to the issue. And too often we're doing that to ourselves. You know, we're doing it with our nutrition. We're doing it with our mindset. We're doing it with so many things. So your first goal is actually not to pick what the top CEO is doing and go, well, that's what I should be doing. Like you said, letting go of the shoulds. It's checking in and going right now. I notice." That's the most powerful journal prompt I've ever heard, or even just just you having a moment with yourself. Right now, I notice. I notice I'm feeling down, or I notice I'm feeling actually really energized. Um, So maybe I need to go for a run, right? I notice I'm feeling really contemplative. Maybe it's journaling this morning. Right now, I notice. And when you check in with yourself and you pull from that arsenal, that's going to be the best self-care tool for you right then. And that was my huge lesson, my huge breakthrough. So yes, all these tools are wonderful. I love them. But my biggest lesson in all these tools is was the tool of checking in. That that was the tool. I love that. That's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. This has
0: you know, Tanya and I have known each other a long time, so we and this is one of our favorite yes. things to talk about for both of us, so we could go on and on. Yeah, we um, need session two, three, four, five, and six <laughs> of this. <laughs> I want to just take a moment to thank you for being here, as well as just recap some of the, you know, so many great nuggets that you shared so far in this episode of noticing that there are those moments that can be a, those crisis moments, crisis as a catalyst, where you are forced into this self-care but again, and one of the intentions of this, this podcast is, is hopefully to help build up some of that self-care tools and toolbox before or avoiding some of, you know, being forced into that situation. Yeah. And then also that there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's really checking in, checking in with yourself. And I love that prompt that you shared with us of I'm, i notice that, you know, I'm, this yeah, is what I'm right noticing now, right I notice. now. And so, so I think that's a powerful prompt as well to begin that process of self-awareness of checking in and really seeing and honoring what is right for you, not what's right for yeah. everyone else. You know, one big thing that Tanya and I both believe in is, is not following a one size fits all approach that there is no yeah. one size fits all approach. Isn't, yeah. or, For Tanya, you know, that's that's in self-care and also in the work that she does as a business coach working with her clients. For me, it's it's you know definitely the approach I work with in in my client you know working with my clients and on the self care journey as well. It's not a one size fits all approach. It yes. really is about finding what is right for you. And so Tanya also referenced during this episode a program called Time Design, which is an amazing program that she created. And I actually already have plans to have Tanya back on the show Yay. to share more <laughs> about that. Uh, but in the meantime, Tanya. Yeah, would you be able to share with our listeners where they can learn more about you and the work that that you are doing?
1: Yeah. So again, so my name is Tanya Marie Figueiras Krasinger, and because that's a mouthful, as we've heard, my I go by Tanya MFK. Because of that moniker, I'm very fortunate to be the only one in the world. So you can Google me. Chat GPT me anywhere, whatever it is, Tanya MFK, you will find me. I mostly hang out on YouTube and on LinkedIn. Um, I am a real person paying attention to my real messages and things that go out there. So you can actually reach out to me directly and I will get back or one of my team members and we do pay attention to what's going on. Um, so you can check out there. I'm always sharing free information um to guide, to help, to serve, because that's how we choose to show up in the world. We don't sell, we don't do any of that, we really just help guide. So no matter where you find us, hopefully we're able to provide value for you building your business and designing your best life. So Tanya MFK, anywhere.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Tanya. And I will include those links in the show notes as well. Definitely reach out to Tanya. She is amazing as you have just seen on this episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Download it today.